Not today. The White Walkers are dead. <laughs> the Night King is gone. It's more than the Night King. It's all of them. It's just everybody. See, at first I didn't know it was the Night King that I was supposed to be mad at. It was originally just the White Walkers. Right. When they were walking through the, the destroyed wall, it was like, oh my God, now all of them coming together as a council to go to Bran. Arya flying through the sky. The same dagger that could have killed Bran. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Hi, everybody. If you're listening on Sunday night, thanks for staying up with us. If you're catching this later in the week, then you've probably watched this episode more than once or some sequences of it more than once. The White Walkers are dead. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm not sure about Ghost. I'm not going to say... If I missed him, if I miss Ghost dying, I'm not going to, I don't want to be boastful about him being alive, but I think we have a survival there. A lot more people survived this episode than I could have ever imagined. Honestly, let's be real for five seconds. Everybody right, right lived. until the bitter end, though. There was moments in this episode when I thought every single one of those characters was going to die. I thought Danny was going to yeah, die at Danny some point. Yeah, you thought Danny was going to die for sure. I thought, I, thought, John was, I thought John was done. I thought John there. was done. I thought Sansa and Tyrion, whatever was going on right there, I thought that one of them was about to be done. Unreal what that was. I thought I was terrified in that moment. I thought that the Hound was done every five seconds. I thought that Bran was done. I thought that Brienne somehow survived this episode. Not Grey Worm. I was just thinking that. I don't think Grey, Grey Worm didn't survive, right? He we was, he was fighting against the wall until the very end, though. Do you remember? He was really angry. He was like opposite of Brienne. Well, and I think we were supposed... To, I don't remember, actually, but I think one of the... One of the whites that came back was him. I think so. It's, it Possibly. It m- might be another Unsullied. I'm not sure. They're but, all covered in mud. Uh, Arya so, killed the Night King Ash. 2K19. Yeah, Arya killed the Night King 2K19. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Arya killed the Night King 2k19 and everybody basically survived no disrespect to Theon who I sobbed like a little child into my shirt you're a good man oh boy this is gonna be a tough one that was a really fun episode I mean fun is a probably the wrong word to choose you were checking your your heartbeat on your smartwatch. I was. <laughs> She's I was got one of those Fitbit. active Fitbits. And, because my uh, heart rate was over 100, which is, I mean, that's like a solid brisk walking pace. And I'm just sitting on my couch. Yeah. Just because, okay, where do we even begin? The first 10 minutes of silence. Yes, that's so. exactly it. Those wow. first few minutes, I, at first I was checking my watch because it had been, I mean, we were 20 minutes in and we had barely any dialogue. And all we see is... Wheeling Brand out into the godswood, and Sam's hands are shaking. And I felt like that was our last look at everybody as we kind of pan through where everybody is standing. Everybody's getting ready to rumble. It's quiet. And somehow, so many people survived not only the initial onslaught, but when the Night King brought them back for the second time. That was just too much at that point. Did you see everyone's faces on the battlements? They were like, oh my. They were, they looked like they were ready to give up. Like it was time just to give up at that point. Jamie, Sam, all of them. The performances and all of these actors, I feel, uh, first off, hats off to everyone. The 
the and I just thought of Dollar Said for a reason. <laughs> R.I.P. Dollar Said. That makes Rest me very sad. But uh, hats hats off to everyone for surviving that grueling. I'm sure must have filming been filming schedule. An absolute nightmare, and I'm I'm sure it had a lot to do with the grizzled expressions and the sincere looks of <laughs> of just like utter devastation, basically and exhaustion, exhaustion, and, and yeah. the will breaking toward the end. And then Melisandre walks into the nothingness. and so Poetic. Yeah. That I, was a, a cool little uh, little way to lock the camera in and to watch her figure slowly descend mm-hmm. and turn into nothing. I'm thinking about why this has all happened and when and where all this was set up. At the beginning of the episode, I started talking about a lot of things, but I was talking about the, the dagger that Arya yeah. dropped and then Re-caught. stabbed the Night King with. Yeah. And the way it was connected to Bran. Mm-hmm. And you think about how everyone partnered up in the end, what John was doing, who he was fighting, mm-hmm. why he was fighting that dragon. Theon with Bran. Mm-hmm. Arya, Tyrion, or not Arya and Tyrion, Sansa and Tyrion. I didn't see that coming. Arya and her time with Beric and the Hound. Yeah. And her time alone. And her time with Melisandre. That's true. And her time with Melisandre. What do we say to death? Not the today. The god of death. Jeez. <sighs> Not today. What did you think of it overall? Did it did it meet your expectations? Where did it land as far as what you expected from the action sequences? And how do you feel about what we saw in the first few seconds I guess, how do you feel about what's happened? But based on what's happened, we were talking in our live stream just before we uh, started watching the episode tonight and obviously before recording this about the plan. Once we see the Battle of Winterfell end, we were talking about not being sure about if this was the kind of fight where we were able to survive somewhat and the Night King wasn't done and we would run. I just have to say again, though, the White Walkers are fucking dead. So at this point, I can just say whatever. (laughs) The White Walkers are dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So what did you think about all of it, though? Like, uh, did it match your expectations or did it surprise you in what they did with Winterfell and with the dragons and with the violence and the lack of ice spiders, 2K19? The lack of ice spiders. It'll never happen. There now. was a couple moments in the beginning where you're like, are those ice spiders? <laughs> are those ice spiders? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just real quick before you get started. Can, can I talk about that? The uh, opening where Melisandre first off lights the first Iraq and they all yeah. they all oh my get gosh. lit up and they literally go screaming yeah. into that that mysterious and, first tilt with the White Walkers and seeing it from above yes. and just the fire all running towards mm. the nothingness yes. the blackness yeah it was so mysterious like it was, it was like, amazing those are the bad guys at first and not only are are we not sure about how many they are how they're gonna attack what their plan is going to be. But even, even so at this point as a viewer and putting yourself in the position of the people on the front line, what the fuck do we do now? Everybody just disappeared. They all just, they all just disappeared. I thought that that was screaming a second. I thought that was it for Jorah. It may have been it for ghosts. We have, we didn't see ghosts ever since that moment. Um, I thought that was it for all of the Dothraki and Jorah that they had been engulfed. But instead, they turn around. <laughs> Some of them got turn out. around screaming R. back P. towards Winterfell. Also. 
Yeah. First thing I thought after all that was get that guy a medic because he's partially alive after all. He was worse for the wear. Oh man, that was for me. Um, get to your point. I'm sorry, but just want to say. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm just sitting here breathing heavily. <laughs> the, when when Drogon went and tried to huddle over Danny, yeah, that was the sobbing. moment that got me the most. Yeah, I know that you were having a pretty harsh reaction to Theon and mm-hmm. how all that went down. Uh, but man, something about those connections they have with their animals. Same yeah. same with Ghost, really, just standing in front of the. The, the soldiers. I'm not sure there's probably a psychiatrist or two listening to this podcast right now. You might have an answer for me. Uh, write us on the show. Otherwise, Hannah, you have the floor. <laughs> I don't want the floor. I'm still trying to... Back to your original question of kind of my overall thoughts on the episode. There's a couple of things that came to mind when you mentioned that in terms of moments that really stood out for me. And I barely took notes this episode. I know we've talked about this. I'm an intense note taker during the first watch because there's nothing I want to forget. But I probably took five lines worth of notes in this episode really? because I was just so I wanted to be so ingrained. <laughs> do you care to read them? Is that can we do that? Oh yeah, we could definitely we could peek do them. The One says "flaming sword" in all caps, but "sword" is misspelled because I couldn't <laughs> how see did you, what I was how did you end up spelling it? Flaming sword with an A at the end. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, moments that really stood out to me. One of them was near the end of the battle when the dragon was essentially jumping on the walls of Winterfell. Oh, my God. And breaking those down as Jon was in the midst of it, barely hanging on there. That was a image that will stay with me just because... And right we talked on. about this before. Right on. Before we even got to this battle, Winterfell is a place that has meant so much to us. Oh and to God. see it destroyed like that and the walls coming down. Oh and in God. that moment, thinking that that was going to be it for a lot of people, the way the music was playing... That was fucking good. It was sorry. <laughs> that was good. It was good. That and was good. Yeah, that was an image that I think will stay with me for a very long time. Obviously, Theon sprinting towards the Night King and Bran telling them that he's a good man. I was just like sobbing into my shirt while that was going on. Um, Arya, honestly, that shocked me. I don't. I. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Her being the guy. I was not expecting that. I thought that, and you kept saying throughout this episode, the Night King's got to go because there's no well, way. They're toward the end because it looked like everyone was going to die. There's no way they're getting yeah. out of this without no the way. Night King being gone. There's After no... he brought up that second wave again, yeah. or he brought up rather all of them again. Oh my god, that was crazy too. I can't believe all that just happened in one episode. I'm still on th- on some of the stuff you said before. Before we move on past the dragon thing, that's the stuff of nightmares. Yes. Him just throwing his head around psychotically and just basically destroying everything, standing on top of this place that we've seen just normally, you know, they have like wagons and they're in their training and sometimes Bran goes back in time and it's the same wall. And he's just insanely on top of everything, blowing this strange magical fire and just trying to destroy everything possible. Meanwhile, the crypts are blowing up downstairs. Tyrion's kissing Sansa's hand and John. John's turn. He he turned off about three quarters into the episode and just went yeah. full. I just got to do something. He had mode. to. Yeah. He fought another dragon while he was riding on the back <laughs> of a dragon. <laughs> like that's pretty unbelievable. Also, and- their like vision during all of this, which was a huge part of it. Uh, 
Maybe they should have thought of some kind of weird steampunk goggles or something before. No, 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 no. Not, no. In, not in the show, but it's just like I can imagine trying to to actual actually see with your eyes and yeah. all that ash. And, they probably need glasses. Yeah, some like uh, you know, some goggles, something they can make in Winterfell. But it can we talk good about on the actor's face? Imagine that. Anyway. Can we talk about the Crips? Go for it. Everybody was right. They both came they back were, from the dead, and they didn't. Right come back from the yeah, dead like everybody was right <laughs> like the old starks were sort of reanimated but it wasn't ned or liana or any of are you sure i might have saw nedless head carrying Ned's no 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 there's no way ned's head in there there's no way nearly had this ned <laughs> there's no way that they reanimate ned stark and don't really show him you're right prominently you're right it was you know? a bad joke so mixed in there somewhere but i just want to say that we're all right so we can all pat ourselves on the back we all got that one correct um what are your thoughts? What are, what's your overall? I mean, we're pretty hyped up oh, I'm right now. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> okay, first off, Miguel Spochnik, back for the first time since the Winds of Winter. Um, all hell to the chief. When Love that guy. The dolly shots where the camera is sliding to the side, right, mm-hmm. uh, of the of the soldiers started happening. The infantry, mm-hmm. I knew immediately. The DP and the director, they were like, let's make this cool. Yeah. Let's make this cool. We're going to choose an angle that makes these guys not look like it was episode one of season eight Mm -hmm. or episode one of every season before it, but that this is a thing that maybe you would see in a movie theater and that maybe even exceeds that. I I knew we were in for it then. I was like, oh, okay. This is what they're trying to do. It's going to be cool. Yeah. And, of course, we were expecting that, but to actually see it happen was one thing. And to skip the whole episode and just to go right to another really interesting decision by composer Ramin Javadi, who we've had on the show, directly following his music, integrating the same sort of thing that we're about to talk about with that last episode that Miguel directed, The Winds of Winter, Mm -hmm. when we spoke to him a few days after on the podcast and he told us about integrating the new instrument for a very specific sequence in the series – they did it again for this, yes. and it was that sort of uh, dark, I want to say Baroque, but I'm not sure if it actually aligns with that period, sort of, uh, it's that draw, that funeral march of the White Walkers, and it got so close to breaking into the same exposition of the Game of Thrones theme, like the Winds of Winter did in the high notes, but it, it wouldn't go all the way there, because this was nightmarish. Like It's like it wasn't telling the full story of the Seven Kingdoms, it was just still telling a part of it but it was important for everyone it was important for everyone in that moment for them to face the truth of their existence of their role in the story since the first episode since the first season in their own way and i was i was so like uh, taken aback by how some of it ended up for them mm-hmm. you know yeah with sansa being down in the crypts yeah and the list goes on really but yeah. uh, in that sequence when they brought the uh, the piano in oh man unbelievable just kept going that was really cool. It was really, really cool. Really, really, really good job. I think that they did something that we haven't seen people do before. When you're making stuff with with cameras and sound and stuff, it all kind of ends up looking stylistically the way we express it over the course of like groups of years. Movies and TV shows look like each other because we're humans and we can only do so much. And when someone's figured out a really cool thing, people tend to like follow and then that's that's the style for a little bit. This whole week leading up to this episode, a lot of people have been talking about the Lord of the Rings, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, like we have Helm's Deep, and how the director will probably do a similar thing, or all these Draw nods that Game of Thrones has been doing yeah. up until this point to Lord of the Rings. 
would maybe they would continue with that. Yes. And we know George R. R. Martin's a big Tolkien line. Like it all just made sense. This was one of those, I think, pieces of work that's also going to set their own bar like that. For sure. With the way they were creating texture, with the lack of vision, with the way that they it's really hard to see the hound sometimes when he's backed into the corner when all you can see is the red of his skin and the grimace of his face and the light behind his eyes. Mm-hmm. And same with Jamie and the same with Brienne and cutting these visceral visceral screams. It's like a really hellish. It's it's not They're supposed in hell. Exactly. It's not supposed to be uh it's not supposed to be the blocking is not supposed to be pretty. Everything's supposed to feel like it's falling Chaos. apart. Exactly. Meanwhile you've got fire whoops fire and smoke assaulting your senses while you watch it as well or snow and wind exactly and it it just created a really cool texture and i think that we started to really see it when the white walkers the night king brought the weather effect yeah into the fight yeah and i was like oh shit first off i forgot to talk about all of that i know totally (laughs) forgot about the, the potential of them bringing an avalanche like through the sky at people and then i felt like it took another artistic like flare of a turn when they broke through the clouds and i'm sure the analysis is going to be insane this week people talking about maybe perhaps the significance of that moon i can't wait for someone to send me a super high res poster of that so i can frame it on my wall of the dragons two and the targaryens moon. in the sky in the middle of dragons, the battle in the middle of the battle against the night king yeah. against the white walkers it took my breath away yeah really mm. it really did yeah, I'm right there with you on just like you were saying, the textural feeling of this whole thing, it brought, the chaos. It brought some, it was a cool, it was cool. It wasn't just their pointing cameras at the stuff that we'd like to see. They were also doing really artistic stuff with the, with, with all of it. It all blended together. Mm-hmm. And when you're, when you're making decisions, when you're making choices of, I think of Lord of the Rings again, there's a sequence where they're locked inside of this room because they're getting assaulted by a bunch of goblins. They're in a, a mountain fortress. They're inside a mountain. There's nowhere to go. They're basically locked in a room. You can keep cutting to people fighting and slicing and dicing, or you can cut to Frodo trying to escape and hide behind a pillar. He's basically having a one-on-one with a cave troll. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting way to go into a problem and to create something that you have to get out of. Mm-hmm. It's a, It's real. And it's it's really what would happen. And the way fate works out is the way a story is inevitably told. And for Arya, for example, fate worked out that she was here. But this episode is so much less random than that because we have the elements of magic and people like Melisandre who knows what's going on. So that means these decisions and what we do to lead ourselves into those hallways matter right and they're telling a story a very specific story about these characters and what they're up to and uh it's got to be hard to go into an episode or you know just to write this overall especially being so many books away from what george r, r. martin's doing rip, let's rip the band-aid off completely and decide what a lot of these sort of final definitive moments are for these characters and uh i haven't had enough time to really think about it or rewatch it obviously but I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked the stuff that we saw. Yeah, no, I'm pretty pretty pleased with it. I will say I am surprised that more people made it out alive. Yeah. I'm pretty shocked that as many people walked away as they did, and not to minimize 
Liana Mormont, which was, I closed my eyes, so I don't really know what happened there. <laughs> um, I will tell you in detail. Not to minimize like. Theon, obviously, or Jorah, or anybody else who we are unconfirmed about where their whereabouts are at this time. Namely Ghost, for me. Ghost, or even people like Podrick or Gendry. I saw Podrick with Jamie there toward the end. Yeah, I may have just missed some folks. I didn't see Gendry for a long time. Yeah, so, you know, not to minimize any of their deaths or sacrifices, but I'm kind of surprised that more people didn't die in that battle. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling conflicted and kind of, not conflicted, but... I'm coming away from this episode feeling a little different than I thought I was going to do. I just, I, and I was saying this forever that I didn't think that we would win at Winterfell. And I don't yeah. know if we can necessarily call this a win just because of so many I'm, have died. And, but the Night stoked. King is I'm gone. I'm stoked as fuck, honestly. The White Walkers are dead. <laughs> the I'm Night King is gone. Fuck. I'm so just taken aback by what that is a reality that we have been leading up to for seasons and seasons and seasons that I can't fathom what it would feel like and what it will feel like a week from now when we go back to playing the Game of Thrones. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, it's going to make me so mad. (laughs) It seems so trivial now that that's over with. I don't know... I don't know. So it's kind of fun, though. Like, think about it. Now we have. You were just saying on the live stream earlier how we're th- we're three episodes down now. So that means we're halfway through the final season of GOT. We're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have three weeks to sort of. It's not going to be. It's not like a bunch of. It's not like a big edging to this final moment of the Night King. There's. It's like more chaos. Who's afraid of Cersei Lannister at this point? Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Is anybody scared of Euron Greyjoy? I'm not scared of Euron Greyjoy. Not not show Euron Greyjoy. Not show Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> Book Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> I am. Would be terrified. crazy in this scenario. That's one of the terrified. first things I thought when I saw that. Uh, that cutscene, mm-hmm. or not the cutscene, that preview, like next on that show. <laughs> I didn't watch. I, didn't I was watch just it. pointing at the blank TV. Uh, Euron was like uh, kneeling to Cersei, or whatever. And I, the first thing I was thinking was, "Oh my god!" Uh, I mean, we, we've we've talked about the way that George R. R. Martin has said in various interviews. Yes, that this is the end. This is how it goes. The same end. So Arya kills the Night King. I don't know if that's I, I I don't know if I can say that we have to we don't have a night king yet in the books even we don't have a we don't have that that whole deal that's crazy to think about because that's all we've been focused on <laughs> from the show perspective I mean later this week we're gonna have the opportunity to really get into kind of how we feel about this next episode because the pieces are reset and now we just have to kill Cersei and now John and Daenerys have to duke it out on who wins. And all this crazy stuff, but um, Tyrion's gonna take Sansa's side. Tyrion and Sansa's little moment when I was thinking that one of them was gonna go out there and kill themselves when she tells him that he was the best of them. Mm. I just yeah he had he had the appropriate response by the way. I can't remember what he said. He was like, "That's not much of a compliment." I know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This is so much about, and this is a totally cliche thing to say at this point in season eight of Game of Thrones, but the weight behind every word that is exchanged between anybody mm. anymore. And it doesn't even have to be 
like a shipping thing or a romantic thing between Tyrion and Sansa mm. at all. I, it's just like the mutual respect that they have for each yeah. other here that they're back together in this scenario under these circumstances. Um, I just thought was really special. So what their relationship looks like, what John and Daenerys, what anybody looks like as they pick up the pieces i'm going to be really curious just to kind of see how any of those relationships change or how daenerys and sansa obviously that continues to be something that was even hyped up in this episode uh as a conflict so was it really well Sunday was like oh yeah sansa made some comment about how she's not really friends with danny yeah. <laughs> she's not really friends with her mm-hmm. that's like such a, a dumb way to say it <laughs> that's like me talking at the lunchroom in high school <laughs> Um, how she, Tyrion, and uh, Tyrion was alluding that. Yeah. And Masan is like, if we survive, she's going to hear all about this. Yeah. So. But she had the right to be pissed off because Danny's her girl. After all they've been 100%. through. 100%. You got to oh. have her back. Especially when all this going She's got a defender. Down. It was just, you know, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how all those relationships play out and how you go through something like that and your vision of what the world looks like changes bingo that's the deal and the same for me just watching this for all of them and also how i feel about what i think might happen with the show when ed died when 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 everyone was lining up and deciding that they were going to do this let's just not even go through all the individual moments not even the horror not 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 even the mystery not the not not being sure whether or not people are actually dead or not but just going through the experience itself how does anything matter other than the realist connections that we have? Yeah. That's what they were all holding on to in the end. And that's one of the reasons why I was so impressed with where they went with certain stuff with the, the problems that John was working out and the problems that Danny was working out and where Danny ended up and where John ended up and where they all ended up and what they were all doing and what fell right in place for Barrick to, to basically strangely hold himself like Jesus Christ on the cross. Yeah, for real. Get stabbed a little bit. Let's get a little religious symbolism up in there. And uh, hold the, the whites just long enough for the hound to escape with Arya. And the hound oh, to also man. help Arya. Him and grabbing Arya. he almost Arya. became Azor Ahai there at the end. The only thing really keeping the hound in the fight is saving Arya. When, you're right, though. When, when he grabbed Arya, dude. Dude. Yeah. You can see them. He grabs, he grabs Arya, and I see them back on their horse, but running through the hills. Though it, 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 so glad that we weren't left. I wasn't gonna say that the the way that they left in the Night of the Seven Kingdoms was not was not satisfying, but I'm so glad that wasn't the last way they left. You I agree, hundred percent. I'm so happy that they're here. Something that I also really enjoyed about the way this episode pulled together is how they cut between each of the sequences because I felt like every cut was a cliffhanger in the sense of every second it looked like someone was about oh, to die yeah, and like then we jumped to something to else. Die. It's like the people in the crypts are starting to come back to life and then we cut somewhere else and then we see like Arya sliding off of a roof and then we cut to somewhere else and we mm. see John about to be attacked by a dragon and we cut to somewhere else and I just felt like that was... A great way to keep my heart rate up the it whole was, time. Yeah. On the edge Thanks, of my Fitbit. seat. Thanks, Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see the report, like, what it was that whole hour and change. 
And, Everybody and, got a good workout in and today. And where it went along yeah. the, the course of it. Yeah, if anybody has a smartwatch that tracks your heart rate, please send us in <laughs> That's interesting. what your highest heart rate was, because that's kind of funny. But Boy, boy, Melisandre. When Melisandre walked in. Oh, yeah. Melisandre, at the beginning of this episode, as she walks towards the army and we're all like um what 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 i, I, I leaned up and i was like Alessandra. yeah <laughs> we talked so much about how she was gonna be there and what oh, her I purpose thought there was. was no chance she was gonna show up i thought there was no chance i thought that was let's discuss this because it could happen but there can't it, there can't be a she had i mean she had to have shown up you're right this was the the this hour was of the, the lord this of lights was... final stand where is the Lord what of Light? The heck? Where what is the Lord of Light? Melisandre's whole purpose was just done now after yeah, that. That's the thing. That's the thing. The prophecies, the promises, Quaith, even potentially, although we haven't seen the tail end of all that. We will. We will. The crazy symbols. Yes. It's all over. Well, at least we did it together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, three weeks plus the rest of our lives to deal with the chaos post-White Walkers, post any sorts of questions about where folks' feelings or loyalties lie. And that includes everyone at King's Landing. Except Bron. We don't know about him yet. As far as the rest of them are concerned... Who cares? <sighs> Who cares? <laughs> I care. I truly do care. I'm just so hyped up on this episode that, and the fact that the Night King is gone, that I'm just starting to wrap my head around what this new reality looks like for us. That guy smiled way too much again. When he, there was a moment when John was chasing after him. I started laughing out loud because his posture, just the way that he is. I was like, "Who is this yeah. guy? <laughs> Literally, who is this guy? Who is this guy?" What's his what's his deal? He's mad and and uh he had a plan. But he didn't foresee Arya and uh using her abilities to get close to him. And that's the thing. What? How did he not see that? He can't see the same way. So we've had a lot of uh Did Bran know? Is that why so Bran said that thing to Theon? Because he knew that Theon was about to sacrifice himself. I think Bran knew. I think Bran knew. Is that why Bran was fine with just being hanging out in I the Godswood? So. I think so. Arya kills the Night King 2K19. Arya kills the Night King 2K19. He exploded. And... When she dropped... I thought she was dead. When yeah. she dropped the knife, I thought she was dead. 100%. She was dead. If yeah. she hadn't caught it in her second hand. Arya... Okay, I need to say some other things about Arya. Okay. Arya's, we've never seen her battle tested before. Mm. We've never seen her in a real fight. She held up oh, her yeah. own. When yeah. she was up there swinging that little stick around, mm-hmm. she is nimble Word. and she is good. Word. She really proved herself. Oh, that's for sure. Davos was all of us. When yeah. He was like, it's mid-battle, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she really, that was, I was impressed by her. Yeah, I I was too. I don't know why we ever thought that she wouldn't be good. We just have never seen her. I don't know, man. In that scenario, I don't know. We had weird training sessions with her, and I don't think that they really decorated her in the right direction. Not the right way to say that, but you guys know what I mean. Like they didn't. It wasn't well. They Arya in season six was a mess. 
Was it six or was it five? It was six. Arya and five six, is when she got there, but yeah. Arya and six was a mess. And so I think that her getting to this point will feel otherwise if we don't have to deal with the messiness of how they handled the House of Black and White. It's too far gone for me. It's like we were saying before the episode started. Like, this is what it is. The, the symbology with the White Walkers are what they are. And now this is definitely – uh, this is a full stop to that because he's dead and they are no longer. So – What the heck? It was that. Um, and he was upset about being turned into a wraith essentially and uh, had an army behind him, had a plan, had a long and patient plan to pay it back to everyone else that was alive they took 99 of Craster's sons, some of which we got to see in this episode. Holla, shout out to Craster. They all have really, <laughs> really long hair. Somebody put in a tweet last week about it being a family reunion. That was so funny. Oh, wow. The Craster family reunion. Like down in the crypts. <laughs> what happened with Gilly? Gilly's fine, right? We would have seen Gilly Honestly, go. I'm not sure. It was crazy. By the time the, the dragon had just the blue flame just leaking out of the side of its head, and he was just, God, how do you write that? That's how do you, and how do you plan for that? That's 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 like a lot of a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of uh it's like I was saying before, there's no need to go so insane sometimes when you can just express a very simple thing like Frodo escaping from the cave troll. When you're choosing to make the episode, I'm guessing they just had to throw stuff at the wall for a while and then eventually they landed on like those certain elements and some of those really landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been an interesting conversation to be a part of because or they're not giving long they're not giving every stage direction or every move at this point. And so how do you fill in those gaps getting to where we are to make you f- make us feel like our faves are truly on the line. Mm. And I feel like there were a lot of moments in this episode where our faves were truly on the line. Even if the outcome was, even if the outcome in terms of survival was a little bit different than I had expected, I still felt like there was some pretty decent tension there. Yeah, no, for sure. There was also like, uh, there's elements of tension with, with Arya when she was sneaking around in the Winterfell library. Like She's a, so good. A sequence like that might seem like, it's like, why was this put in here? But it's like out of straight out of the walking dead. Right. Or what it felt like, or like, like in a classic scary movie or yeah. something like, uh, remind me of Jurassic park. And they were trying to run away from the velociraptors as right. well. Just in general, just dangerous shit that I don't want to deal with. And it was just so creepy and moody to be stuck in the middle of that episode. And, uh, I'm just thinking about that. The dragon. night King's dead. Yeah. The night King's dead. <laughs> That dragon fight was intense. It was crazy. It was crazy. And they kept going back to it. And they kept... And so it's like, clearly there's a story to tell in the sky as well. And it's just so hard for me to really, really root for John when I know he's not steering the dragon necessarily. And it's just kind of like, maybe you didn't even have to be on the back if the dragons are just going to be up there. That's what I was wondering. Why do they have to be... Why does John have to almost die 50,000 times if the dragons could just do their own thing? It's the story, man. You know? It's yeah. the story. It's where he was supposed to be. He's a Targaryen. And he's flying above Winterfell on one of the last remaining dragons. And he's fighting, you know, the Night King, who's the, the leader of the army of the dead. Daenerys Targaryen is there as well. She's flying on Drogon. Like, it all poetically, it all... This is this is the prophecy. When Drogon was being attacked 
by all. Oh, jeez. I that was a very intense moment. Yes, it was. Daenerys is laying, based not laying, but she was on the ground with no cover whatsoever, and then Jorah comes out of the nowhere. I screamed, <laughs> Jorah. I, was like, I, I said, <laughs> I said, it's gonna be John. Like I was like, so that's how wrong I am about everything. By yeah. the way, everyone's like, oh, John's gonna come save Daenerys. Like she just saved him. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I screamed Jorah out. It's perfect. I'm so happy it was Jorah and not John. It makes sense. Of everybody to be next to he her. He would be next to her. 100%. He would be next to her. 100%. So that doesn't bode well for the future, I don't think. Just saying. What doesn't bode well? Well, the fact that when push came to shove, like we talked about for everyone else, those two there? were not with each other. Yeah. Or nor did they have the, like, they were not communicating in a way that nor were they- was best for the fight as well nor were they i was gonna say nor were they last night but i guess it technically was last night but nor were they in the last episode right honeymoon's over it's this information that's pushed john away but in the face of all of this true the end like the hound was saying to barrick when he was chickening out all that black water this is death how do we beat death this is death not today this is uh, what where we do it. This is how things end up. We can't avoid how they end up. And they just didn't end up on the same page like everyone else did. And you could even argue that other people, I know that John and Danny have been having sex and they're kin. And so that's probably bothering John in a pretty Winterfell-ish typical way, I would say, for him. But what about the history between... Tyrion and Sansa, and yet when push came to shove, in the end, you know they understood each other, and that was important. And I thought maybe the same thing would happen with John and Danny, but they just they don't have that kind of history. They don't. Today's episode is sponsored by Sonos. The experts at Sonos work with renowned producers, mixers, and artists to meticulously design every speaker from the inside out, combining best-in-class woofers and tweeters with proprietary software. The result is an immersive listening experience and brilliant room-filling sound. Sonos TruePlay puts the speaker tuning capability of the recording pros in the palm of your hands, optimizing the speaker sound for the unique acoustics of your room. Sonos Home Theater also includes speech enhancement mode to clarify the sound of the human voice or the sound of dragons roaring and tearing through the midnight sky during the long night. Or the sound of Arya shattering the Night King. Exactly. Much better. Perfect for when characters whisper or the action intensifies. Exactly. Simply turn it on in the Sonos app and never miss a minute of the story. Sonos works with all your streaming services and it's easy to control with the Sonos app, your TV remote, AirPlay 2, your voice, and Amazon. I can't say it because we have one in the room and she's going to turn on, but you know what it is. Echo. I also don't want to say it for everyone else at home because then theirs are going to turn on as well. But Sonos works with all of your streaming services. Simply connect Sonos over Wi-Fi and enjoy listening in every room. I would say a good half of the viewing experience is not skimping on the sound if you can help it when i do my rewatches i'm usually sitting like four inches in front of the screen in my computer with my headphone cans on but if you're using a good sound system with your home theater you don't have to sit in front of your computer with your headphones plugged in you can sit back in your room and act like a normal person makes all the difference in the world go to sonos.com to order your sound system today that's s-o 
nos.com. Do you think Tyrion will be on Sansa's side? I just don't know how you walk back from that connection. Like I was saying, after you've seen it all end, unless unless the fiber of his character or the fiber of her character both don't, unless they their characters don't hold up to what I think that they'll be after this. I've been wrong about the scale of where these characters feel and where it's going to go almost every, every point along the way. <laughs> so <not> true. <laughs> I, I can't assume, I can't assume anything, but if that's, if, if they're as changed as it seems like they were changed, then I don't think that they'll be able to avoid it. I can't wait for Brianna and Jamie to have a convo the whole time. I was like, while they're fighting on the Serbian, I was like, "Kiss, kiss, kiss." <laughs> 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 kind of like in the Battle of Hogwarts when Ron and Hermione, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and it really didn't know was going to happen, but I also thought in my heart of hearts that that was going to happen. Speaking of the Battle of Hogwarts, a giant in the courtyard. <sighs> one one wig ward done one. God, it's so hard to remember one one's name. Liana Mormont. One, one, one. What? Liana. Yeah, no, uh, her too. That she was... raced up to that guy. Not a care in the world. I loved seeing her in this episode, bossing everybody around. Especially she was no fear. Even people like Jamie were like yeah. not knowing what to say. And no she fear. was holding it together. No fear. That was a tough one. It's important in moments like that not to be looking around and wondering what's going to happen. It's You got to have action. Like People, they get comfort in that, in that order. Like in the beginning of the fight... When we still had ranks of the unsullied, oh, the comfort I felt. Oh my gosh, when they're they're like protect them as they fall back, yeah. and they're still marching in the same beat, and yes. their feet are moving at the same time, yes. and there's some order and sense to the like this yes. is working out the way we wanted to. We're following the plan. We've plane. got dragon da, da, glass da, 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 spear da. tips. Yeah, we've got dragon glass arrows. We've got the trench. We're good. We're in formation. So when everything started to fall apart, you know that was. It's like the nexus of of just wild shit. I don't have a better way to say it. It's just yeah. it just broke apart and Winterfell became a chaotic just song of chaos. That's two forms of chaos. That's a pretty crazy thing for yeah. Winterfell. It was really this is the only way I know how to say it. It was just really special to be in Winterfell with all our faves fighting for their lives. Because the I just it was it was a great episode. I'm excited to watch it again. I'm always to say that at the end of every time that we sit down and record, but I'm looking forward to feeling that intensity, knowing what the outcome is going to be. So it's you're le- I'm less focused on every second thinking that that's our last second with that character and realizing that I kept saying Brienne is still alive. <laughs> it's like I'm shocked that she's still alive. Oh, man. The Night King's gone, though. I don't know. The Night King's gone. He shattered in the Winterfell Godswood. By Arya. By Arya. With Bran just sitting there. Bran, that look, it was, there was so much in that for me. And this is the most human he's looked. And he was just, like the when he just looked up, you know, when the Night King gets so close and he's just like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and look at you. That is, that is... That's a that's a build up of a lot of things. You remember the boy at the beginning of the series and falling from the tower and seeing the visions and being tagged or not tagged but branded by the Night King essentially. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone. Come back down to the the tree to come all the way back into Winterfell and to have a. 
We've ended every discussion over the last, like, five years of... Well, it doesn't matter because the Army of the Dead, it's on its way. Oh, man. What now? Well, at least there's still the potential for Euron Greyjoy to turn into a necromancer and to do dastardly deeds, even on the TV show, for a few more (laughs) weeks. (laughs) We got three episodes left. We got three episodes left, and we're back to King's Landing next episode. No more Essos, because we thought... Melisandre was in Volantis getting red priestesses. Close. Zoom in. Close. close just z- no more. There's Salador San's not going to show up. I don't even know if we'll go to the Iron Islands. Well, Zoom I mean, in. Yara's still The story is closing in. Yeah, I know, but like maybe she'll just so leave or something. So you know how Melisandre said to Varys, I have to die in this strange land, as do you? Yes. Does that mean Varys is, have to die at some point? She's right about everything else. And he didn't die in this. I wonder how that will. I wonder how that goes down. It'll be Kyburn. We've got another battle coming. Yep. And so, it'll be really interesting. It's not for the living. It's for the throne. Hashtag. Hashtag for the throne. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I thought that that was all kind of a joke. <laughs> not a joke, but I don't know. I've all, and and this could still be the case that the who someone sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of this is not really the right question to ask or to be worried about because i don't think it's going to matter still it may be at least not for this episode for this discussion that we're talking right now i haven't seen what anyone's written online yet as far as i know there is no throne there there is only the the part where it got (laughs) and and the white walkers dying and that gap or that loop being closed seemingly Wow. Seemingly that loop being closed. That's what it looks like. Wow. It's going to be a big cleanup in Winterfell. I know. I'm really looking forward to discussions this week. My really gosh, looking forward Melisandre to discussions. just this closing week. everything out like that. Yeah. Taking off her necklace and just kind of walking into the sunrise. So Roller mm-hmm. did not show his face other than acting through his servants, Mm -hmm. of which we are led to believe at this point, and now I can say it with some definitive reason for the first time, we know shadow babies are real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We know that the White Walkers were real. Past tense. We know that Melisandre, we know how Melisandre planned to use the information that she knew about, Mm -hmm. and we know that some people were brought back to help Arya become something like the god of death or something so was, uh, melisandre's purpose was to bring back Jon snow mm. and to light the trenches and the aurochs yeah and Arya crossed her path early and she was like and she told her whoa yeah what are you yeah i want to see death in you i i need to go back and watch those scenes that Arya and melisandre share because it's been a long time since i've done that and i'm curious to kind of with a second look, understanding what Arya's true purpose is, kind of see. Well, see, that's something I was thinking about when watching this episode. Um, how much did the showrunners know what loops they were opening in the first season to ultimately close in this last season? There's no way that they knew at that point that Arya kills the Night King. You don't think? No. I don't. I don't think so. Not that early on. I don't think that, especially when we're at the point where the books are still being written and George R. R. Martin still thinks he's keeping pace. There's no way he gives that information out that early. I think that he, I know that there are, there was 
point when when was it when he had the conversation he sat down with the show owners i don't remember the time frame yeah i can't forget or can't but, remember now um i want to say season two season three is when we sort of uh, george's the last episode that george wrote was the the episode the line of the rose where joffrey died so that was in season four but the, yeah the conversation about uh, events in the series i'm assuming it happened along like the whole relationship even the the year before the year before it came out when they shot the original pilot that was scrapped. Right. But I think those conversations happen for sure. But I think it's the Melisandre and Arya have Melisandre see something in Arya is going to play moment in the end game. That's it is I feel like until we get to the very end and those serious conversations of sometime around season five where it's like, okay, I'm not telling my story anymore. Here's how it happens. It's kind of what I see it. But I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I mean, it could be one of those things that the showrunners knew from day one. But um, Sam and Jorah being close together there toward the end. Theon with his bow and arrow. You remember when we met Osha in the show? Yeah. Theon's like, with his bow and arrow, and he's like saving Bran. Yeah. It's what he just did. It's what he just did in this episode. So go back to the moment when the dire wolves were found. Mm-hmm. Johnson got ghost. Rob Stark's still alive. <laughs> hmm. I'm really curious if we're going to get any more mystery or mystique. If we'll get a Quaith. Resurrect Quaith from season Why, two, season though? one love. Barrick's gone. The Night King's gone. Melisandre's gone. So it's the last three episodes are all hype then? Fight hashtag for the throne. What, what? I'm down with that. I mean, what children of the forest say? Thank you. No, I think maybe, maybe Azor High, <laughs> prince that was promised. Like uh, the White Walkers are dead, but maybe we're not done yet. Maybe we are. I don't know. We have to have Azor High, right? A song of fire. Game Ev- of Thrones can't end without Azor High. Everything else was closed with the White Walkers, and. Everything else was true prophecy-wise. That's wild. And I think it's going to take us some time to kind of wrap our heads around what that looks like. Also to check who's alive. Yeah. Just to confirm. We have to figure out who's going to be in charge. So, Zora High, <laughs> Prince That Was Promised, Valonqar. Cannot believe the last three episodes of Game of Thrones are going to deal with Cersei. <laughs> Once in a She's battle? good, man. Episode five is the battle again. It's the next Miguel. Episode, that's when Miguel's director, uh, director directs. Yeah, Miguel's got to call him by his first name because we we're so close now. Yeah, we're super close um, now after we went through all that. Yeah, so we got episode four, the buildup happening in King's Landing again, and then episode five, all of the fallout from that, and then episode six as we the sun. That's when again. graduation by vitamin C as plays. Truly, I've been singing so much. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. We don't know what the episode's called for sure, but I think it's called The Battle of Winterfell. Should I look it up? Up to you. The Battle of Winterfell. What's what's your own? The Battle of Winterfell. Oh, geez. I really loved the moment where the Hound decided to stop being a coward without hesitation when he saw that Arya was still alive and that there was work to do. It's a tough situation to be in. The long night. 
the long night. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's that's pretty appropriate. <laughs> it's a good title. Right on. Right so your owns to the hound mm-hmm. for when he got his act together. And why he got his act together? Yeah. Also, like side own, alternate own to Arya for completely making, like making her way back into my favorite character circle. I know with with Sandra Clegane and maybe a few others, but yeah, for a long time in my life, she was just right up there. Mm-hmm. You know, just obviously without a choice, and then. Season six happened. Other things happen. <laughs> life life changes. Things things go. What about you? I have to give my own to Theon. Theon, nice shot, Theon. I mean, I was anticipating what was going to happen. We all knew that that was going to happen, but um, I love that guy. Mm. I love Theon. I love the fact that he got to be home. That was all he ever wanted. Um, after everything that happened was to get back and to redeem himself for all the mistakes that he had made as a stupid teenager. And he was able to spend some time with Sansa. He was able to save Bran. Save Bran? I don't know. Sacrifice himself? It depends on what all this is. It's just a lot of putting death off for other events to happen. Yeah. I just, I love Theon. I'm just, gotta get my own to him. In his final episode. That's it. That's it. Okay, so uh, thanks to everyone who's been sending in your owns. Keep sending those in. Keep sending them in throughout the rest of the week. Yes, we'll be back to talk more about this and more about what we have yet to see fall in a Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones. Dun, dun, dun. Or just Game of Thrones, <laughs> depending on... Or like Games of it. Thrones, games which is what Thrones. you've been calling it lately. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your watch parties have been fun. This one was probably like a sporting event for a lot of you. Yeah. Lots um, of yelling, lots of crying. I'm Sounds really like I'm glad that we get to, to all share this together. Me too. That's it's awesome. It's been really fun. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, at Game of Bones. You can send us an email to contact at gameofbones.com. As we've been doing the last couple weeks, we've got discussion questions that'll come out early this week so we can get prepped for next episode and so we can prep for our midweek analysis. So be on the lookout for those. And uh, we survived. We did. White Walkers are dead. Arya kills the white... (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Arya kills the night in 2K19. (sighs) Hashtag the heck out of that one. All right. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. We'll see you later this week. Bye-bye. If you're watching Game of Thrones, you need to have good speakers, period. The Sonos Home Theater works with all your streaming services and even includes speech enhancement mode to clarify the sound of the human voice. Just go to Sonos.com to order your sound system today. That's S-O-N-O-S dot com. Well, magic is over. My mom texted me, holy shit, three exclamation points, yes, yes, yes.